0: Welcome to the Discipleship Now podcast, hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner, an author, ordained minister, and father of three. Dr. Turner has pastored, held multiple ministry leadership roles, and currently serves as the Mission USA Administrator of the Congregational Holiness Church. In each episode, we'll dive into different aspects of discipleship, sharing personal stories and experiences, as well as insights and teachings from the Bible. Our hope is that this podcast will serve as a source of encouragement and inspiration for all who listen, whether you're a seasoned Christian or just beginning your journey of faith. So, Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join Dr. Matthew Turner on this journey of discipleship. John chapter 21 is really an encouraging chapter. It focuses
1: around one particular disciple for the most part in this chapter, but it is one of the most beautiful and encouraging places in Scripture where Jesus opens up his heart and his arms to Peter after he miserably failed the Lord we find that Jesus opens up his heart and forgives Peter yet again. And this is such a beautiful and wonderful place for us to be encouraged today because all of us so often, maybe even every day, has to call on the Lord and say, God, forgive me again. And I'm grateful today that every time that we call upon Jesus to forgive us, he never shuns us, he never turns us away, but yet grants forgiveness to us when we call on his name. Hello, I'm Dr. Matthew Turner, and welcome to Discipleship Now, where we talk about life, family, and ministry. And today, I want us to dive into another wonderful moment from the disciples' life where we learn more about ourselves and we learn more about our Savior. And here in John chapter 21 is one of the most beautiful places where we see the process of the new covenant taking place where someone comes to Jesus, is repentant of their sins, and Jesus bestowing on them his grace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. You remember in the Old Testament, the process of being forgiven was quite extensive and, and really something that had to be planned out and something that was extremely costly to the individual that they would bring some sort of sacrifice to the temple. The high priest would kill that sacrifice, take it into, take the blood into uh, the Holy of Holies, sprinkle that blood on the mercy seat, intercede for the individual on their behalf, and then God would grant forgiveness. But aren't you so grateful today that that process is no longer there, at least in that sense, because Jesus' blood that was sprinkled on the mercy seat of the Lord has forever and completely taken place and and taken our sins away when we ask for our forgiveness or ask for forgiveness from the Lord. I'm grateful for what the Lord has done and his beautiful and wonderful mercy that he has bestowed upon us. And in John chapter 21, Peter experiences forgiveness unlike anything he'd ever experienced before, where Jesus calls on to him, and he asks Peter, do you love me? What a wonderful and beautiful place that this is. Now, Peter, we, we have to be encouraged by Peter as well, because I think we can see ourselves a lot in Peter. Peter, John MacArthur said, was the disciple with the foot-shaped mouth. <laughs> I think that um, a lot of us can understand that Peter, he said what he thought, and a lot of times it got him into trouble. And oftentimes it it caused him to be rebuked by Jesus himself. And I'm sure that if the whole story of Peter's life were to be told, that there were probably many places and times in his life where his mouth probably got him in trouble. Can anybody relate to that? Because I sure can. I can relate to Peter. Peter was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but yet God used him in incredible and in amazing ways. And I wanna encourage you today, as we look into these scriptures in this first part of this series, that God wants to use you in incredible and amazing ways, just as he did Peter, despite whatever faults or failures you feel like you may have, because Peter had plenty of them, and yet Jesus used him mightily, and God can do it in your life too. Let's look at these scriptures in John chapter 21, just going to read a couple of verses of Scripture, then we'll probably skip down some. But John chapter 21 starts with this, and this is the New King James Version. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and in this way he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. And Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. I'm gonna stop right there for just a few moments because I think that that third verse where Simon Peter says, I'm gonna go fishing, I think that tells us a great deal about the mental state that Peter was in and the place in in his life that Peter was in in this moment. Jesus has died and has been risen from the grave and yet it felt like to the to to Peter and to the disciples that their lives have come to a crashing halt. They had spent the last three and a half years, give or take, uh, following Jesus, working in ministry, doing whatever, and however Jesus told them to do, and now Jesus was gone. they thought Jesus is gone, and what were they supposed to do? And Peter's first thought was. I'm just going to go back to the life that I once knew. We know that Peter was a fisherman, for Peter was on the seashore actually tending his nets, working on the catch of the day or getting ready to go out the next morning when Jesus encountered Peter and Andrew in Matthew chapter four. And so Peter in the third verse of John 21 simply says, I'm just going to go back to my life that I once knew, or I'm just going to go do what, what I've always known to do, and that is to go fish. And here's one of the things that I think was on Peter's mind in this moment, and maybe you can relate to Peter in this moment as well. I think Peter in John chapter 21 had decided that his mistakes were too numerous. You remember that just prior to this, that Jesus told Peter before he was crucified, Peter, before the rooster crows three times, you're gonna deny me. And you remember the story, Peter said, oh no, oh no, Lord, there is no way that I would deny you. But yet, Jesus spoke true. And yes, in the moment that Jesus was arrested, fear grabbed a hold of Peter's heart unlike he had ever felt before, and he took off running. And he runs into three different people, and those three different people said, aren't you that person, that that man, that boy? that has followed Jesus all these years? And three different times, Peter said, no, absolutely not. And one particular time, Peter went to went as far to, to curse as he denied Jesus. And so Peter, in John 21, as you read that third verse, I just hear that his thoughts are heavy with the weight of guilt and condemnation as he says, I'm just going to go back fishing. I think Peter decided in his mind that his mistakes were too numerous. Now, I'm not much of a fisherman at all. I, I hardly know how to cast a, a, a reel, but I have been fishing before, and it's really not something that I'm extremely fond of, just to be honest. Maybe I've not been on a particular trip that hooks you with fishing just yet. And I certainly don't mean to to offend any of the fishermen out there that may be listening. But I think about Peter, and no doubt it was a way to make money, but it was also an enjoyment. And perhaps he was just looking for his life to have a little bit of joy in this moment. His life's been devastated. He feels guilt. He feels condemnation. And right here in John chapter 21, we find that Jesus encounters Peter for this first time after Jesus has been resurrected from the grave, and it is certainly the first time that Jesus specifically speaks to Peter. So Peter goes back to fish, and the Bible says that Jesus meets the disciples on the seashore, and he calls out to them and says, children, do you have any food? This is one of the things that I think is so important for you to remember, and I think it was so important for Peter to experience in this moment. It says in the first verse of John 21 that after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples. This is so encouraging. Peter, even though that he felt as though that his mistakes were too numerous, we don't find Jesus turning his, his head or his back on the disciples and on Peter himself. But here we find Jesus showing up again to Peter, again to his disciples. Now, this is so encouraging to me because how many times have I messed up? How many times have I fallen short of the glory of God? How many, how many days of the, of the days that I have lived have I sinned against God? And every single time that I have sinned against the Lord and I have felt conviction in my heart, That was my John 21 in verse one moment that Jesus showed up again to me. Regardless of whatever thousandth of time that it was that I have messed up and I've sinned against God that I felt like I could go my own way. God's never said, that's it. He's never washed his hands of me. He's never said, you know what? You've, You've done too many things. You've gone too far. You've messed up too many times. But I find that every time that I fail and every time that I mess up, here Jesus comes showing up again. And that's what I want to encourage you with today. Maybe you're listening to this today, and this is the moment that Jesus is showing up to you again, where he's coming to you and he's saying, listen, I know that you have failed. Absolutely. You've messed up. You've made a mistake and you need to be, you need repentance. You need to ask me to forgive you. But Jesus is saying, here I am. I'm coming to you. I'm, I'm showing up again. I died on the cross, not just to forgive you of your sins one time, but every time that you fail, you ask for forgiveness and I'm going to forgive you. Jesus shows up to a repentant heart. He loves his children and he loves when we humble ourselves and we show that we have a repentant heart. So even though Peter may have felt that his mistakes were too numerous, what he finds out is that even all of those mistakes could not keep Jesus away. And all of your mistakes could not keep Jesus away. No, he's going to come every single time that we fail and every time that we mess up, and he's going to knock on your heart's door and he's going to ask you, please let me in again. You think? I think about the story of the prodigal son. You remember that the son has this incredible relationship with the father. The father uh, has blessed the son. He's helped both of his sons to grow and to have a great relationship up until this point. And one of his sons comes to him and says, Father, I want what is due to me now. I don't want to wait till you pass away. I don't want to wait that long. I want what is due to me the portion of my goods that is going to fall to me. I want it now. And you know the story, The Bible says that he goes off and he lives his life full of sin and full of, of just riotous living, I believe is one way that the King James uh, describes it. And he lives up his life and he spends all of his money and he finds himself in a place that he never thought he'd find himself, which is in the pig pen uh, in the mud, maybe trying to eat slop because he's very hungry, but he finds himself in a place he never thought he would be. And he thinks to himself, the Bible says he comes to himself. He he has a he has a, a revelation moment in his mind. And he thinks, maybe if I just go back to my father, my father will allow me to just simply be a servant. If I could just be a servant, I would at least have a bed to sleep on. Uh, I would ha- at least have some bread in my belly. And maybe the father will will shed enough grace on me that I could just be a servant in the household. And the scripture says, that as the son got up and started towards his father, that at some point his father is sitting on the front porch, and this is just me paraphrasing, he's sitting on the front porch just waiting, no telling how long he'd been waiting there. Perhaps it was day after day after day. He'd sat on his front porch waiting to looking down in the distance in the valley or in the field, waiting to see a glimpse of his son. And finally, one day he does. And the Bible says that the father ran to his son Uh, Even though he was a great way off, he ran to his son. The father saw him. He had compassion on him. He fell on his face or he fell on him. It's like he tackled his son. If you can get the picture of that in your mind, he tackles his son because of his excitement. He kisses him and he's so grateful. Listen to what the son says to the father. It says that the son said to the father, I've sinned against heaven and in thy sight and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and now is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. Did you hear the words of the son? He said, I'm no longer worthy to be called thy son. I kind of hear Peter's words when he said, I'm just going back fishing. And maybe it's some of your words as well, where you have just decided that your mistakes are too numerous. But what the prodigal son found out, what Peter found out, and what you can find out today is that God is not interested in us having a pity party. He's not interested in us going back to our old lives. What he desires is for us to ask him for forgiveness so that he can wrap his loving arms around us, so that he can forgive us, wash our sins away once again, and so that we can be in relationship with him. Beloved, hear me today. God will never refuse a repentant heart. He'll never do it. No matter where you are, what you've done, where you've come from, and how many of the mistakes may be that you have made, he will never refuse a repentant heart. 1 John 1, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isaiah 1, not and 18, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet. In other words, though they be numerous as the stars in the sky, they will be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Every single time you come before the Lord, and ask the Lord to forgive you, and you sincerely mean it out of your heart, God promises to wash away our sins. So I don't know where you are today. Maybe you are listening to this podcast and you have never given your heart to the Lord, or maybe you're in a place where you feel like that your sins are too many, that you've made too many mistakes, that you've failed God so many times that you you don't even know if God loves you anymore. This is your moment where Jesus shows up at your doorstep again and knocks on your heart's door and says, I love you. And if you'll just ask for forgiveness, that you can be in relationship with him again. So I wanna end this podcast today in this first episode of this short series of Lord Forgive Me Again. I wanna end this episode by leading you in a prayer. If you're listening and you don't know Jesus, or maybe you need to ask Jesus to forgive you again, it's very simple. If you truly mean it out of the depths of your heart, then God is, has promised us to forgive us of our sin, that he is faithful and just, as scripture said, to forgive us. And so I just want to simply lead you in a prayer. As you say, Lord Jesus, I love you so much, and I know that I have failed you so many times, and I come to you today and I ask you for forgiveness. Lord, have mercy on my spirit. Have mercy on my life. I'm sorry for what I have done, and I ask you to forgive me. Make me, Lord, uh, whiter than snow. Wash me of your sins. I make you Lord and Savior of my life. I love you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Beloved, if you've prayed that prayer today and you truly meant it out of the depths of your heart, then the Bible tells us that you are a new creation, that all the old things have now passed away and everything has become new. No longer does God look at you and see all of your sins, but now he looks at you through the blood of Jesus Christ and that makes you perfect in his eyes. Isn't that amazing? Praise the Lord. If you have prayed that prayer Your next step is to tell somebody. I would love for you to reach out to me on my website, MatthewTurner, Turner.com, or tell somebody around you. Call your pastor. Call your friend. Tell your spouse, your children, whoever you can get a hold of. Tell somebody that you have given your heart to the Lord today. And join me next time as we look at the second part of Lord Forgive Me Again and this beautiful story in John chapter 21. Until
0: next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Discipleship Now podcast hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner. We hope this episode has encouraged and inspired you on your faith journey. Don't forget to subscribe and share with others who might benefit from these conversations. Until next time, keep seeking Jesus and growing in your discipleship journey.